Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 542 of the JV Club with my fantastic guest, Lisa Traeger. Lisa is the host, uh, the other host, I should say, we already had uh, Kara on, of uh, the fantastic podcast That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, and loved my conversation with her. I know that you will feel the same. This is a person who was wildly enthusiastic about MASH, and you know that that is going to be an instant fast friend of mine. So we had a blast. I know you're going to love this episode. I also know you are going to love going to sfsketchfest.com to check out the many multiple hundreds, let me know, we got over 200, so I can say multiple hundreds of shows that are happening in uh, mid-January through the beginning of February. So many friendly faces and voices that you know from so many things that you love to listen to and watch. Uh, I am doing a bunch of stuff. You can check all of that out at sfsketchfest.com. Grab your tickets. We open on Thursday the 18th with a performance by one of my heroes, Eric Idle, leading right into a weekend with members from the state and kids in the hall are coming and both guys from Mr. Show were coming. Listen, I can't, I can't. If I start, I'll never stop. So come hang out with us at Sketchfest. And I also hope that everyone is safe and well and enjoying perhaps something in the form of some sort of holiday in the coming weeks. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Are you in L.A. or are you in New York? I'm in L.A. Okay. You were in New York, right? Yeah, and I'll so be back I... there really, really soon. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you said you hit every light, immediately I was like, interesting, driving in New York. But that's not what was happening. No, but any of my friends that have cars in New York are not mad about it. Oh, yeah? They're happy to have them? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I yeah. I, I get, is that a fallacy? Not for me. Is no, you just a... need to have your own parking. Yeah. I like guess you just have to have yeah. money. You just have to have like your own parking spot and not yeah. have to like move the car back and forth. Yeah. And if you have that. But when you get to your destination, is there parking? These are the questions. I guess I just have one friend who like parks really well always. And it's like, I love hopping in her car. Yeah. I listen. I get <laughs> that. That feels. But I wouldn't want to have one. Like the luxury. That feels like the luxury of the ages in New York. But like I had a, a car in San Francisco, not fancy and not, you know. Uh, and did have to pay for like a, a garage um, that was almost as expensive as my rent. And it was a t- but I was like doing stuff where I had to be able to like get across the bay quickly. Um, but it didn't matter because anywhere I had to be, I would then be like, fuck, and still not be able to find parking. So it was, it was, an, it was an, half of it was not great still. Yeah. But here, forget about it. Get to sit in traffic. Get your job yeah. off and pick up your dry cleaning. Yeah, I, sh- I should have just walked, but last time I walked to pick it up, it was annoying to carry it back. So I have neck problems to where the thing, one of the things that is the hardest for me to do is carry a cup of like coffee walking to a place. Like just the process of having my arm out like this for an extended period of time is like more painful than if someone was like, can oh, you drag this it. truck behind you? Because I have ice. Oh, dude. Uh, no, and I'm saying I like it, it hurts my neck. Like oh, I wow. like it's a it's like a muscle thing because I have this very fucked up neck right now. And yeah, so like the thing that you would imagine would be like, oh, I mean, I think you could probably carry a coffee cup while you walk three blocks. That's stupid is like the thing where I'm like, can someone please carry this for me? It's awful.
It's a, very, it's a very awful, uh, embarrassing thing to feel like. I'm a pune. That's what's happened. I'm a pune. What are you going to do? But you got some iced coffee. Is that is that is that coffee? Or is no, that like a delicious it's a latte? Sweet rose latte. This is Los Angeles, my friends. Yeah, this is I my second it. one I've ever had. Is it and you're liking it? What about uh, lavender? Does lavender do anything for you? Sure, I would try. I I just like iced coffee and all the places around me are cold brew and the one place that did have iced coffee closed. And I went in here and I was like, oh, I'll just try this. And then I was like, oh, I have to have it again. I love a good find. I love a good find. I also wanted to tell you, and this is like so, this is like old news now because we have been planning to podcast together for months. Um, I, I so fondly remembered your pictures on your website that I was like, I got to go back and enjoy those all over again. Your pic, The photos on your website are so delightful and like I hate having my picture taken and I hate getting like headshots or any kind of PR pictures and then I was I looked at your picture and was like this is what you do you like how whimsical and like have gorgeous great makeup and are like in orange trees and stuff like I really love your pictures how do you feel you people can't see that I I can't tell okay I was just because I'm like um I hire great people that are good at the things. So I had like my friend art direct, um, like the concept. And then I had like a, a stylist slash like set designer. Nice. And so she like styled me and did all the sets and hanging stuff and built that wall out yeah. with plants. And then I hired like an amazing oh, hair and makeup so person and then a really good photographer that communicates well. So I told her, I'm like, I'm not a model. So like, I need you, like, I'm fine with direction. Like you can yeah. direct me and tell me what to do constantly. Um, so I'm giving you what you want. And so uh, yeah, I hire really great people and then I get good stuff. And one person was like, oh, I thought you like designed it. And I was like, I don't know that why doesn't... that's supposed to be a diss in any yeah. capacity. <laughs> like, um, I'd rather pay people. And I just had a yes. different photo shoot, less whimsical, but like great looks. And, yeah. um, I shot it at my friend's apartment and she was like, yeah, of course. And then she was like, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> there were racks of clothing and it was a full hair and makeup yes. setup. And it was tons of equipment. And she was just like, I didn't realize you were taking over. I thought it was just a photo shoot. And it's like, yeah, if you're going to spend money, you want it to be good. You're so smart. That is the, that is the epitome of like, of, of course. Thank you for yeah. sharing that all that with me. Because I will do the thing that's like, I just need something that will work. And then it's like you and your friend and you do everything. And then your friend takes pictures and you're like, why do these suck? And it's not your friend's fault. It's my fault. Well, yeah. And like even the ideas that I had for it, like if I didn't have help, they wouldn't it would barely be what my mind had. And these people like when they when you work with artistic people in that way. And they're like, well, what do you want? And it's like, nothing I can come up with will be as good. Like, you are the visual person. So yeah. I will first see what you have and then give notes versus limiting your first creative instincts. Have you always been, like, a collaborator in that way where you're like, I want to be yeah. with people who are great at the thing they're doing. I don't need to be the person that knows everything yeah. in the room. Because there, the you know, there are people like that. Yeah, no. The only thing that I do by myself is stand-up. Like, stand-up for me is... It's me, myself, and I. And then everything else I want to collaborate. Always. Um, Writing scripts, everything, like, with people. I never want to be creatively doing anything by myself outside of stand-up. 
Do you come from a big family? No. Are you an Actually, only child? Yes. No. Um, my sister's 10 years older than me, mm. um, and I have older parents, and I have a half-brother who's a lot older than me as well, but are like my first cousins are in their 50s and 60s right now okay if not 70s and i'm 36 so i just have a very old small family that all died um like world war ii okay yeah, apologize yeah. for laughing yeah <laughs> i feel like it's okay uh sorry for your loss and you and you're from illinois originally is that right yeah yeah, yeah. The but you were born in chicago you, you, you were born in well you were born in russia yeah, it's present-day Ukraine. I was yeah. going to say, I, I, that was a total misspeak. It, I know no, it was the Soviet Union. I always but... used to say Russia because I speak Russian, but Maybe like my passport and stuff says Ukraine. Yeah. So I don't know. It wasn't really a country, you know. None of these things, places existed. Things things get messy all over, don't they? They just get messy all over. Yeah, geopolitics is ever-changing, and countries and landlines, it's all like always changing. And did you grow, do you speak Russian because you grew up with it in the house? Yeah, I still speak with my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But it's more of like a Spanglish at this point. Like there's certain words I'll just say in English. But yeah, sometimes it's hard to communicate. There's just, like there's just things where I can't just speak to them clearly. I have to explain the things first. Right. And sometimes it's just not worth it. Right, right. Or and, like I'm trying to explain it and they just like truly have no idea. And I'm just like, I, I, and I get frustrated. It's not their fault. But yeah. Do you have uh, an affinity for th- that sort of language and the kind of culture around language? I say that as a person who's not fluent in anything. I speak good French, but like I want to be one of those people. It's like and I and I feel like I've I certainly postured myself as the person who's like, there's just certain words in, in a language that you can't. That word doesn't. We don't have that in English. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do you feel? Do you feel that? Do you have that with Russian? Are you like, listen? There's just some things, and because you were kind of saying it about explaining stuff to them on the flip side. But is there is there stuff in Russian where you're like, listen, Russian has nailed the, like, no, the romance or the, you know what I mean? No, there's just certain word like when I think of lavender, I think of it in Russian. But no, Ooh. I don't think there's anything that's like whimsical about the Russian language. Got it. In any capacity. <laughs> Everything, all the quotes are like dark, you know, uh-huh. it's like about war. There's there's always a lit, and ca- lit candle as a memorial at my home at all times. Got it, got it, got there's it. There's always some sort of battle anniversary or something. Yeah. Have you, have you been to Ukraine? No, no. Uh, my sister had been back. I hadn't. Um, and I guess I took it for granted because now I don't think I'll ever be able to go back. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. I think it'll be fully demolished or Ugh. they will like, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Nobody really knows. But also like Russia's now enemy. So it's like I wouldn't be able to speak Russian. You know, I'd probably just yeah. speak English there. I wouldn't really um, try to connect. Yeah. I, and how are your family? Is your family? I'm sure you're so tired of talking about this, but it ter- it turns out there's still stuff going on over there. Yeah, no, it's it sucks. One other person j- just recently died, and then one, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, a couple sorry. people. It's you know, they're there. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is is that <laughs> that we're not that we're <laughs> the good that news we're is. here. <laughs> the great news is let's turn to something celebratory. Yeah, no, our lives I was, are amazing. I was going to make a, a cynical joke as a person because I feel like I talked about like with Kara, I talked about like not just the kind of SVU world, but also just like true crime in general and the sort of like, 
I, I absolutely am one of those women who one of those white women who's like, I would much rather like fight for someone else's justice than deal with my own bullshit. Like that's very much like the sort of like, how do I project outside of my own problems and feel like something is more important that is both a distraction, but also I don't have to feel guilty about thinking about it because it's about someone else and it's empathy. So I don't know. I'm like wondering if you have that relationship uh, to, to kind of true crime stuff or it's like more a love of the, the, the sort of fictional like SVU kind of law and order world and stuff. I, that's a great question. I definitely have always had like a sense of justice about me. Like I'm definitely always not minding my own business, getting involved, like, you know, where I shouldn't or just seeing things as unfair and trying to fight stuff. Um, I've actually, I think, become more and more. What's the word? Apathetic <laughs> to a lot of things, trying to mind my own business. But I think I have an interest in it. But der- we always try to do good or get involved in a certain organization or donate or bring attention to certain things like that's definitely important to us yeah we think about that when you were a kid was that were you like outspoken in that way then were you like in school I was always in trouble I was always standing Uh up for people I was always kind of yelling or yeah I was always in like there was some sort of drama always yeah can you be more specific like let's let, let's do this let me put it in the high school context like did you were you in Skokie like where were you when you were in high school I was in Skokie yeah okay and what was your high school like was it a private school public school no a big public school across the street from like a really cool mall Old Orchard Mall so nice. Niles North and it was yeah I would guess classic I would say classic okay and classic high school like a couple thousand people 500 a grade yeah which, by the way, I feel like I, I want to believe that, like, when people are designing schools and malls, they're like, don't put these anywhere near each other. That's super dangerous. Like, the, like kids will have too much access to things that are cool opposed to just, like, not being across from a very cool mall. Yeah, I don't know. It's an outdoor mall. It was amazing. I love it still. It's like it's it's a really great place. Um, the cool kids would leave for lunch. And get to go. It's a great place after school to meet up, food court shopping, all of that. I would just meet in the parking lot with five dollars and meet three other friends with five dollars, and then we'd buy a gram of weed and roll a blunt and smoke it. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. So we yeah. Each put in five, yeah. and then yeah. we would smoke a blunt and some great. Newports. Great and some Newports. <laughs> yeah, nothing is more high school than Newport. <laughs> just I don't like know. I a feel cigarette like I for construction Virginia Slim. <laughs> No, there's just something where it's like as a teen, you just go to the craziest thing. Yeah. It's so sick um, just to be a child smoking at Newport. Someone that has really dealt with, you know, draw. Like, I just feel Newports are for people who have seen life and really have like a lot of dependence and um, yeah. are struggling. And we were just oh, diving straight into Newports when a marble light would have been. Yeah. Enough. You're right. You know what? That is absolute. I would say Marlboro Lights, then replaced by American Spirits in college when you're like, oh, no, I, I wait, I'm indie. I'm indie. <laughs> but like Marlboro Lights are 100 percent the most ubiquitous cigarette at, in any of my friend groups when I was in high school. Yeah. You totally but are. Parliament it and became about it. a huge thing in my 20s, I would say. A lot of okay. people smoking Parliament. So it was like a Parliament PBR era. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Those two yeah. can go hand in hand. That's for sure. I would uh, gag if I smoked a cigarette. I, I oh, I I know I would be sick. I mean, I think I would go straight to nausea. Like I don't even. Yeah, I. 
I don't know what would happen. I'm like gagging thinking about it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're going into the to the parking lot and you're smoking some weed. Is that also reflected like in your grades or are you the the student who's able to kind of like do both and like get away with stuff or like get good grades or did you care? I, was I didn't care. I cared about like theater, I guess. I really wanted I wanted to be smarter than I was. Hmm. You know, I asked to be an AP English junior year and then I got a C and a D, you know, but I really wanted to be an AP English. No, I got bad grades, I would say, in between grades. I didn't care. Like, Scantron tests, I would just fill in the bubbles. Like, I just wanted to be out. Like, I just did not. I, like, got good grades in college. But, um, yeah, I didn't even think about it. I didn't care. I probably did the bare minimum. If not, did really bad in math. Yeah. What was the what was the draw, then, for that AP class? Like, not to just mine so deep. I, I cuz you know Well, my friend Veronica said the teacher was the best teacher ever and she learned so much and like I want to I want to, I wanted to be smart. I wanted to read and be good at English and like analyze shit and I was just I was I was in over my head. These kids yeah. all are it was it was just too difficult and I wasn't able to keep up in any in any way. Retain any information, write anything and that was uh, of yeah there was one project i did great where we had to make like a mobile did you ever make that with a hanger and then you hang like string and then pictures it's like a collage but it's hanging yeah from a hanger i remember we did one for great gatsby and she was like you really have a knack for this she goes you're so good at this so i went to college for advertising because she was like you have a knack for this okay I, w- I would say I don't know if I got to do anything that cool in English classes. I feel like for the most part, everything manifested in just like your a paper. We got to like perform Canterbury Tales, like our own version of Canterbury Tales in my senior class. And that was very fun because that was like act- like acting, like you can write jokes and like, you know, each because if you if you read the Canterbury Tales, like every tale comes from a certain type of person. So you get to like establish that. But that's like doing drama stuff. And that Boy, was very I appealing. Know. I thought it was like Little Bunnies. What is a Canterbury Tale? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's I think that maybe you're thinking of Cadbury. Canterbury Canterbury tales. is like old timey, like middle English. Whoa. Like if you're if you're reading Shakespeare stuff, you're probably going to get um, handed the Canterbury Tales. Um, Dude, I don't remember I much about them, but this was animals the whole fucking time. <laughs> Even when you, you know were what? talking it about it, as animal characters, it would work. It would legit work as animal characters. Even when you were like my senior year, I'm like, what am I missing here? <laughs> I'm like, what are they doing? But I, I was mistaken, and now you can see why I did not crush it <laughs> in fucking AP English. Listen, everybody's on a journey. What I just it, always wish, like, I was way smarter or way dumber. Like, that's where I wish. I get I that. Was. Yeah. I get that. But you said you liked theater? Well, I think you said, I like theater, I guess. So I'm wondering if, like... No, I cared a lot. Yeah. I took a class every semester. I was a thespian. I did, like, stagecraft stuff. I auditioned. I mean, I was an athlete, too, so I just split my time. But, yeah, I am, and I'm still just desperate for my old theater teacher's approval and i don't know why he won't give it to me but it's fine well we've got a surprise for you (laughs) Uh, he retired i think last year two years ago he retired but he was inspiring 
He was just the best. He was yeah. so smart. I had an amazing art teacher in elementary school and then my theater teacher in high school. Like, are just opened my world up to a baseline education of things that I still know because of them. Yeah. You know, like I can That's go to so an good. art museum. I mean, I've I've like I like art museums, so I go more and more and maybe I know more now, but like my base, I know so much shit just for my elementary school art teacher, Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Elementary school. That's amazing. Yeah. Shout and we would recreate Smith. stuff, but I knew about fucking everyone. George Surratt, I fucking knew about him in Dang, elementary school. That's awesome. Yeah, I knew so much cool shit, and it was because of her. And same with him. Like, I just know the basics of like playwrights and theater shit that I wouldn't have known. And then he also pushed the envelope. He was incredible. I mean, we our school did Equus. Okay, like that's a, like a kid yeah. fucked a whore. I, like, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I don't even think I've ever read Equus, so I'm super. In a, we had a black box theater. We had like a, a real theater, and then we had a black box theater. Um, there was we had plays with gay kissing. They did a. Uh, I was in a Kabuki play. We had like a Japanese director. Yeah. Um, from Northwestern, who's from Japan. Um, like direct a Kabuki play. That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was wild. Um, I learned about lighting and like we all had to do the costume shop stuff and build sets like he just is incredible. But he was really strict and not very like nice, I would say. Hmm. I wouldn't say nice. Was it even like tough love or was it like all no, no, none of us ever felt like we were enough. But he was amazing. I think he probably psychologically terrorized certain people um, mm. that were higher up. I'm not sure. But we all, I mean, we loved him. And he just did like such, I mean, they did, I wasn't in it, but their production of Hamlet went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in high school. Jesus, that's, yeah, like, that's it's, a big deal. And it was cool, forward thinking sets. I mean, I just can't believe what. Um, I got to like learn. I did a weed for summer. We got to do a Shakespeare camp and learn how to fight with swords and do like full Shakespeare monologues and do fight scenes. Oh, you, let's, let me tell you this right now. You, <laughs> you don't even have to worry about those Canterbury Tales. You've, if, you're, if you've been doing some Shakespeare stuff, you're more than fine. Was he young? No, he was like an older kind of bear of a gay man who would wear flannel. But you like, I don't think it clicked that he was gay for me for a really long time. Yeah. And then his boyfriend would come to the shows and then I yeah. saw them like kiss and stuff. But he was like really woodsy looking. Um, and now I would identify him as like a bear type. Yeah. Yeah. If now that I'm more mature. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, there was no and I saw my growth. Like I remember not being that good and I I know the monologue I did for him where I could tell he was like impressed. Like You yeah. had his respect? In that Give moment. Give yourself yeah. that. In I had that the moment. children's hour. I did good. No, I mean, I'm obsessed with him. Like he re- I'm just obsessed with teachers that are good. Yeah. So you so was there a point at which you thought maybe you would study like major in theater in college? No, I ended up doing, yeah. but I I found stand up at twenty one. So since then, I've been, oh like, wow, that's committed. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and school wasn't that important to me. I just did it for my parents. Yeah. No, I don't think I would have gone into theater. No, I think I was like my aim screen name was Movie Star Fifty Four. Like it was something, but most kids want to do that, you know? Yeah. It it always grosses me out when um, people in entertainment will be like, oh, I've been dancing since I was four. And it's like all four-year-olds go to dance. 
Oh, all four year olds do soccer. All of them want to be a movie star. Like, absolutely. I, I don't think it's indicative of then the whole world. So I agree. It's the same when people go, I worked hard. And it's like, lots of people work hard. Lots of people work hard. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> people who listen to the podcast frequently, I'm sure, remember this from a past episode. But like, whenever I see people who I know from elementary school who are like, you are always an actor. Like, you always did. Remember, you did the plays and stuff. I'm like, I feel like I have to pull them aside and be like, let me tell you about my 20s when I had no interest in this, was actively avoiding it and like did not want it. You know what I mean? Because there is a I'm like, I want to promote the opposite of, well, they always said they wanted it da, 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 because that is like it's such a cliche that also doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up, you know? No, and why wouldn't you? Like, if you're watching the Oscars with your family, it's like, yeah, it seems great. Yeah. It all seems fun. We we were just a movie family. We went to the movies every week and stuff. But, yeah, I'm glad it came back around. But stand-up's the best. I feel like with acting, you're at the mercy of people. Like, you audition and you truly have no control. You have control over your thing, but, like, yeah. you could just not look the right way. Like, there's just so many elements you have no control over. Absolutely. So I think the life of just, like, an actor... I think now more people are trying to write for themselves and do that. Yeah. Um, but stand-up, to me, is, like, that's the constant. I have full control. I could do whatever I want. And yeah. I can always get on stage. And then everything so else great. is like a bonus. Same, I guess. Yeah. The, yeah. Everything else is a bonus to that. And I always feel bad for the people that are just at the helm of auditions. Yeah. I mean, I love performing and I like doing, I guess for me, it, the, what you're describing is improv, but, um, but stand up to me is terrifying. So the idea of like, when you said you're not at the mercy of other people, I 1000% agree. <laughs> and then the, my next thought was, but you're at the mercy of yourself because my own inner voice is like, you have nothing funny to say. Oh, Do I thought you were going to write flip for it. yourself. Uh-uh. I, thought you were, I thought you were about to say we're at the mercy of the audience. Well, uh, I thought but... that too for a second, but like <laughs> that's that's what, that say. wasn't the point that you were making. And I agree with your point. So I didn't want to like turn it into the like at the mercy of the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, but yes, I also had that thought. But, um, but no, just the feeling of like, like having, having, Having something and being like, I can craft this into a thing that is that I can proudly walk out on stage and say the only purpose really, you know, I mean, ultimately, like there you may learn something. We may laugh. We may cry. But like you are here to laugh. And this is I am coming at you saying, like, I've got something for you. That is terrifying to me. Like I would so I'm so happy to be like in and I was incidentally funny or like other people made me look good on stage. But the idea of being up there by myself is just I'm, I just feel like every I just don't have that thing. Like I'm like, I don't I What does my stand up voice? I have no idea, you know, and I've never like cared to cultivate it because it's just terrifying to me. Damn. Yeah. You know, there's like an old Seinfeld joke where it's like, um, the number one fear of people is public speaking and number two is death. So more people would want to give the eulogy. I mean, be in the casket than be do give the eulogy. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Up yeah. Joke, but I think about that a lot. Yeah. Because for some people, like even after shows, they're like, I don't know how you do it. And it's like, well, I don't know how you do like accounting. Like I can't imagine. Yeah. I yeah. Like, can't imagine having to fill out forms. Like I don't I don't think I could do it. I think I'd fuck up people's lives if I was their accountant. Uh-huh. <laughs> like for me, stand up is just simple. Same like I can't imagine being a surgeon. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking crazy. So yeah. I, 100%. Yeah, I don't, you know, stand up to me is 
as comfortable and natural as like doing heart surgery for a heart surgeon. Not yeah. like I'm comparing the two in importance or anything like that. Well, yours, I think stand up <laughs> is more important. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but when you first started, did you have the experience of like, I, these are the people I love. This is the style. Did you have that thing that happens to some of us where, you know, when you're like painters sometimes are like, oh, yeah, when I was first painting, like, I think I was trying to sort of paint like George O'Keefe or whatever. Do you feel like you had those influences where you're like, yeah, at first when you're you know, got the water wings on, like maybe you're sort of experimenting like the thing, the way the rhythm of this comic makes me laugh. Like, no, I got lucky. Even, yeah. You just you just had you. Found I didn't your voice. even I didn't even think it was a thi- like I didn't realize it was a thing. Like, yeah, I, did, I felt um, I like got invited to go to someone's open mic and was like, huh, weird. Like it never clicked for me that this is a thing you can do. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really study stand up. I had watched the Kings of Comedy. That was my favorite when I was a, yeah. a kid. And then Ellen DeGeneres' HBO specials were, like, I loved them. I'd watch them all the time. And then I saw David Tell live at 18, and I definitely loved him. And when I started, I did go to his – I went to all four of his shows. He was in town at the Lakeshore Theater. And I definitely took him as my idol icon, but my voice was always me, and I was complimented on it very early on, too. Yeah. That's lovely. That's yeah, helpful, right? It to, was. Yeah. People were like, yeah, it seems like you have no idea what's going on. Like, you're just you. And it's always been that same. And like the people I came up with, that is a compliment I do get where my voice yeah. has been consistent throughout. I'm myself. But of course, it's been like it is a skill. You know, I'm obviously better than I was. But uh, yeah. I think the voice was always me. But then when I started like learning stand up and watching all the HBO half hours and our specials that people loved, then I was like, oh, you're doing Louie and you're doing Bill Burr. Mm, and then yeah. I all these other people that I thought were original were were doing what you you know, early influences, of course. Yeah. I don't yeah. knock early, you know, people that do that. You're influenced yeah. by who you're influenced. Yeah. A lot of people now are like, you copied me or like they took my thing. And it's like, this is yeah. kind of. That's sort of how any form of art. It's yeah. just getting we're we're absorbing it and we're processing it and we're adding to it. But we're in many times, I think we are potentially regurgitating it, not in a bad way. Um, My want to tell thing that like I really took with me and I opened early on for Nikki Glaser and she kind of does this. But I'm in the moment with the crowd. David tells the best at this like no hour is the same and there's just like constant jokes and he's with the crowd it's not like oh I'm doing these in this order and here is my hour it's like I know my jokes I have these chunks and I'm gonna see what vibes and where we go and then do my quick bits and always want and I copy I copy him or in a way of like I just want cons like I don't want any rest I don't want any long joke I want I want constant bits and that I got from him and just being in the moment of like, it doesn't, if you're turned into this joke or someone, ha- like go with it instead of being like so into your plan of your show. Yeah. Um, but everyone's different, you know, I get why people do it the other way and don't want to be annoyed by anyone in the audience yeah. too. Let me go, let me go back to, I, I for some reason, the, the, the image of you in the, um, in the parking lot uh, with your five dollars, just like extremely charming, <laughs> and I just keep imagining it. And your and you and your buddies. Um, what is your like? You said that you're you're a, a movie family. You guys went to the movies a lot. What was was there other stuff that you liked doing? Were you like you know sneaking out to go to a club or like 
going to a show or I guess those could be considered. No, my life thing. is devastating. It's truly been the same for decades. I'm having a lot of um, I don't know if it's midlife. I'm 36, but I'm going through a crisis for sure because I've realized I've been doing the same things for 20 plus years. Like my behavior is the same. I isolate and I watch TV and that's what I did my whole childhood too. Like I love TV. I love movies and I love media and sitting by myself eating. So so COVID was very doable. <laughs> yeah. Outside of like not being able to do stand up or make money. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's very true. Did you dabble in the like uh, the yeah. we always do a regular online show kind of thing? Um, yeah. Funny? I was doing Zoom shows and slot. Yes. I was like down for anything anyone offered me. I was like happy to do it. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, because I, yeah. I know some people didn't. Um, you know, everyone has their own process through it. I was jealous of the people in New York because New York opened up kind of faster. There was rooftop shows, parking lots. Like, there was really cool yeah. shit happening. And LA and was you, very shut down. And you said you're going to go back to New York soon? Is that like a, a known quantity or is it like you imagine like, I'm I hoping February. I, I mean, I'm getting my documents all. Yeah, I'm hoping February. I just don't want to say anything directly. You know, okay. with like, you got to send your bank statement, blah, blah, blah. Got it, got it, got you got to get the letter from the landlord. You got to get your account. You got to. Got it. <laughs> like got all it. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Credit, you know, those apartments go fast in New York. Oh, they go so fast. No, I, I'm like looking back at my life. Like I've had concerts. I love live music. Like I, I go to concerts. I travel. I go to fest. Like I don't have a boring life. But the fun, st- I went clubbing. I hated it. I thought something was wrong with me, but maybe it was all along and I'm still dealing with those issues. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to bump up against you for not wanting to go clubbing. I go home That's early. Never, yeah. I mean, unless I was, that for me, it was like 13, 14, 15 was like, I got all my clubbing done and I was wasted. Like, I, you know what I mean? I would have to be wasted to yeah. want to go to a club and I don't want to be wasted. So that immediately removes clubbing like e- super easy, super easy. Like not even a question, not going to do it. Not interested. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. I was, um, yeah, I love to party, but stand up has pretty much been my life since I was 21. And, you know, I'm at like a steady place, not where I want to be, but it's steady and great. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, have I not focused on anything else around me? Like I wasn't thinking about anything else for so long in any way. And all, mm. then it all kind of hit me where I'm like, oh, there's a lot of parts of my life that are not stable and consistent and are hmm. not where I want them to be. And I wasn't even working towards them. Hmm. So I was so busy focusing on this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so tempted to like turn it into such a Pollyanna where I'm like, that's exciting though. You get to like change, like it get up. excited about stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. all this stuff that's like, instead of it being like terrifying or like upsetting that it, you know, not that you're saying that it's either, but just that it's like, Ooh, I get to, I get to try on this part of my life and like see how, where I want, what I want to fit there and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. But doing those things that suddenly you realize you've been you've been in charge of these patterns, True. and being Absolutely. like, "Fuck, why have I been doing it?" And then it's like digging into because it's really hard to stop bad habits. Oh yeah, when you're not obviously that's nothing new, but <laughs> like, and then you try to figure out why you need those things, but it's just it's so hard to 
get to the core of all of that, solve those issues, and then also like quit these bad habits or like get new mm-hmm. habits that are more positive. A hundred percent. I mean, I, yeah, it's you no, know, no, it's not a new, but that's what's reassuring about people like talking about it and sharing about it because so many of us can relate very deeply. You know, yeah, we really don't give enough credit to sober people. We really yeah. don't. Oh God, yeah. It's really when you think hard. about like how hard it is to break some habits that are potentially less addictive on their face. Those are hard, and then you think about like bringing addiction into it. It's it's an incredible feat. It's an incredible feat. Yeah, there's just Huge no escapism. Because even if I'm like, like you could just, if you had a really bad day, you could go get high and pig out. Or I'm just going to drink whiskey before I go to bed. And like to just have to be present through all of it. Yeah. It's really hard. And yeah. we don't, I don't think we like give it up for the sober, our sober friends enough. I agree. I could not agree more. <laughs> It's imp- and whenever my sober friends are struggling, I always have to remind them. I'm like, you don't understand. All of us have like an escape moment. Yeah, you're no, in absolutely. It. You're feeling Ugh, you're that anxiety, it. like, yeah. and the whole thing. My therapist always like, you have to sit with yourself, which is terrifying. I always smoke smoke weed <laughs> instead of being uh-huh. present. <laughs> I hear you. And to think that these people just have that and like yeah. in them is it's tough. Yeah. The best case scenario is sort of that you get a high from being present, like that if there's something empowering about like if you can cross over into the place where it's still going to be hard. But for friends of mine who have been sober for a while who are like, like the the feeling of power they eventually have from sitting in it doesn't mean like in the moment you're going to feel great about it but like you do get a sort of high from being like oh my god I fucking got through that oh my god like I just slugged my way through shit super sober wide-eyed smelling every little bit of it and I came out the other side like there is something like almost superhuman feeling about that if you know what it's like to do the opposite you know hell yeah Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. If you're Black, you probably love you some Paramore, huh? Or what about the TV show Golden Girls? Ginger Ale? Daytime television? Don't lie, I know you love at least one of them. I'm Sequoia Holmes, pop culturist and host of Black People Love Paramore. Contrary to the title, it is not a podcast about the band Paramore. Each episode, I, along with the special guest co-host, dissect one pop culture topic that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but we know we like. Tune in every other Thursday to the podcast that's dedicated to helping Black people feel more seen. Black People of Paramore is now on the Maximum Fun Network. Check out the most recent episode featuring Shar Jassel today. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, 
After you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother and Me. I got to do this mash game with you. Yes, did you ever play please. mash? Yeah. Yes, okay, good. of course I did. Okay, good. All right. So let's start with three places in the world that we can give you your own second home. We can teleport you there. You don't have to worry about the travel and you're just magically there. And it's, you know, you could be out in the world of a city or in the middle of nowhere, whatever you want. Three. Um, I'm going to say Palm Springs. Great. And it should be a city. Uh, can I just say Ireland? Great. Absolutely. Okay. And and then I wouldn't say New York because that the, we're talking second home, right? Yeah. Hmm. Do people use are people usually faster? Okay, Palm Springs. No, there's no Ireland. No. Bali. I'll say Bali. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, three people, artists, however you like want to define art that you living or dead that you get to collaborate on something with. And you don't even have to know what that thing is. You could just be like, I loved, you know. Oh my God. Yves Saint Laurent, I want something with him. Do you know what I mean? It could be, or it could be like, I get to do, I get to write a script with Ellen or whatever, you know. Okay, I'm going to say Quentin Tarantino. Great. That'll be my number one. Seth Rogen. Great. And Taylor Swift. Great. I want to see or experience each one of those projects for sure. You've really elevated this game to a place that I'm really loving. Okay, good. (laughs) Instead of like, wow, you made this too fucking complicated, Janet. No, I'm obsessed. One of my favorite pastimes is making lists with friends. I like top 10 lists. I like thinking about like this is this is everything to me. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Okay, great. All right. Next one, give me three foods that in this reality you would love to have at the snap of your fingers and have in like as much as you want without ever feeling sick or having, you know, an allergy or the calories or whatever. And it can also be like I had this, you know, no more acid reflux once and blah blah blah. No more acid reflux, not a thing. Yes. Not a thing. Okay. Three. You can have them whatever you want. It's not the only thing you're eating, but you can have these with zero ramifications. Three. Easy. That's Taco Bell. Great. Is number one. Do I want pizza or pasta? I'm gonna do pizza for Great. number two. Wonderful. And I want right here I love candy and I'm trying to think of like what candy it would be mm-hmm. in like the gum gummy realm or or do I just want to just eat cheese cubes <laughs> cheese cubes I can't tell. candy of cheese yeah <laughs> on Kara and our um, when we go on the road for that's messed up on our rider we have cheese cubes and nice. sometimes there was a, one time where we went to a place and they couldn't find cheese cubes and they cut it into cheese cubes for us. And I was like, it's wishful thinking. Like, you could, it could be a different shape. But I liked their yeah. commitment to giving it to us. They're paying attention. I love it. Maybe I will do it. You know, I'm going to get specific. I'm going to say McConnell's ice cream. Let me make Great. sure that's what it's called. That's what I've been into lately. Yeah. McConnell. Right, not yeah. not to be confused with Mitch McConnell. It's McConnell's right. fine ice cream. Two N's, two L's. Yes. 
I'll pick. It's that. such a good old timey um, carton too. Like it's it fucking expensive. Really cool old timey. Oh yeah, super expensive. It is delicious, and it is the best ice cream I've ever had. So I'll pick that instead of the candy. Okay, beautiful. Next one. This is uh, romance or sexy times. Three people. I don't care if they're characters, cartoons, living or dead, whatever age or era you want to set them at. This is not a long term relationship unless you want it to be. Romance or sexy times. Three people. Well, Miley Cyrus. Great. Um, and we could save right now. Great. I'm going to look up this cover that I liked of Brad Pitt and see what time of year it was. And then that's, Great. that's the year I'll pick. Great. Two, what does that say? 2000 what? So Brad Pitt in 2001. Great. Yeah. So if people want to look up that Vanity Fair, that was in my room and it was like the I hottest thing I've like ever I seen. I could imagine it. Yeah. He's like on the beach and his uh, white shirt's kind of unbuttoned. Yes. And his body I just do looks remember this. Sick I should not fuck. remember this. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Miley today, Brad Pitt in 2001. Oh my God. There's just so many hot people. <laughs> Agreed. It's like tough. I don't think I can ha- like Rihanna would be too much for me. Like I don't mm. think I can handle it. <laughs> yep, I hear you. I've got some of those for sure. I I don't I don't like the idea of Leonardo DiCaprio from what I've heard. I agree. He's like vaping while fucking. Um, <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I like the way Tom Hardy looks, but I know nothing about him. Like I would want more connection. Mm-hmm. In some way. I feel like, do I want to fuck Otis Redding? You might. Ooh, or Anthony Kiedis. This is nuts. This is so fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like trying to think who the third. Ooh, you know Dude, what? I'm looking apologize. at my fridge and I see a magnet and I don't know if this is disrespectful though. I'm going to say President Barack Obama. Great. Okay. <laughs> Not disrespectful. Okay. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. All right. Next one. Three (laughs) movies that you can jump into whenever you want. You're not reliving the plot. It's just you get to be in that world for as long as you want, just living in that space and the feelings that it gives you and like all of that. So it can be like fantastical. It can be like very grounded, whatever you want. Oh my God. So you're in the movie. Mm -hmm. Or the world of the movie. Like you can take it a step. You know what I mean? You can be like, yeah, like. It's fall in New York and Harry and Sally are over there doing that. But like I'm I'm going and like walking through the park. You know what I mean? So uh, fine. I'll say big business from 1987 and I'll say at the Plaza Hotel. (laughs) Yeah. So much. It's one of my tops. So Uh, I I'll wear that polka dot little suit at breakfast and I'll eat those little pancakes at the Plaza. Yes. I need I am this going to watch dream. that movie. I will be watching this movie in the next like three to four days. It's on Max. At, at most. It's ready it for is? you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> it's streaming. Unless it yeah. took it off, but that's where I usually watch it. Okay, great. Um so this is honestly I like feel stupid that I even talked throughout the rest of the podcast. Like all I want to do is this. <laughs> I'm like, who cares what my bad habits are and what my theater teacher, what was that, a 15-minute rant? Humiliating. Um, I, 
I'm like gonna be in sausage party. No. Um <laughs> I was gonna say Baywatch, but I don't I don't know if I need to be in LA. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I really yeah, just yeah. don't I'm not liking my life here, even if though the beaches are very beautiful. I get um, it. Um I mean my other favorite movie, I'm just gonna say it. I guess some like it hot. Oh yeah. And when yeah, I'll be in Florida at that beautiful resort. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I'll live in the resort. And that will be super fun. And then is there like a sports movie I love? Like I want to do something fantastical, not in space, but like, yeah, I like I just saw Bugs Life, but I don't want to be shrunk down. Like understood. What is a A fantastic one? Not even sports. Like what? Like Planet of the Apes, but positive. What is that? (laughs) Um, okay, let me think. Well, I mean, what's fun? When people go into the fantastical stuff, there's definitely a lot of like, you know, Hogwartsy sort of Potter stuff. There's like, yeah, people do lean into some Star Wars. Uh, I feel like that comes up a lot. Um, Animal. Maybe we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Oh, I'll pick that. Yeah. Great. Great. <sighs> yeah. We bought a zoo. I'll be at the zoo. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next category. Yeah. Let's do three musicians. That could be, you know, composer, full on group, um, singer, songwriter, whatever you want that are like, they will write a song for you whenever you want. When you're just like, I need a new song from this person. And then you just like send them a quick text and they're like, on it. Well, and you can I give don't want to like, repeat I mean? things, but I've definitely said some of these people already. But, but I that just we'll, we're gonna up your ch- well you can if you want I mean it's 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 got up your chances of having them in your world in some way and I'm not gonna fault you for that fine yeah I want Taylor Swift to write a song about me great um I would love Freddie Mercury Mercury to write a song about Ugh. me oh my God yes and Lady Gaga great. Great, great. I need to hear. What I each feel one of these weird because I feel like Al Green maybe too, but I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with what I have. Okay. All right. Um. All right. What? Let's. Well, Max skills. Martin. Oh. That would have been fucking fun. You want to swap been somebody? Pops. No. Okay. I don't need him. You we can hire him. Taylor. Can great. Work with him great. Bring him in. <laughs> um. Okay. Three skills, and if you want to go fantastical with this, great. Like fine. And if you want to stay, like I just want to be like suddenly the fastest runner in the world or whatever um three skills that you currently either don't have or would like to just be amazing at and we can download it like matrix style and wake up and be an expert amazing i would like to speak every language great in the world i would love to be able to sing great absolutely like i want to be able to like um hear a note and be able to mimic it yeah whatever that is like sound tone perfect or whatever yeah um, I'd love and great at basketball. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It. I guess I do feel like that would be like if I could pick a team sport to suddenly be amazing at, I think it would be basketball. You would be able to swindle people at the parks. They never want to play with women. Like yeah. they never think girls are that hot, good. And then you would yeah. get on the court and oh, just fucking damn. go nuts on people at the park. That's like so it would be so fucking fun. It would be fun. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, and then final category. Okay. Thank you for letting me know it's the final one so I could really prep myself. I know. Well, but and then that's where I turn all the pressure on myself where I'm like, there's probably a perfect category that I just don't know that I should be asking that I'm not asking. 
I mean, I feel like I want to I want to find a way to make it SV related, but I don't know. I don't no. know what that is. We don't, don't want anything to walk to, away. Yeah. Besides like no. the detectives being hot, there's really yeah. nothing we want in the SV universe to be our lives. Yeah. yeah. I Great. can't imagine. I can, I can fantasize. Like I want to play video games with Ice-T's character. Yeah. But it wouldn't be enough to drag me into the SVU universe of Let crime. Let me ask you this. <laughs> crime this grit. Is a, this is a, an aside. I don't want you to ha- feel like this is your last category if you don't like the category. But okay. for my own amusement, are there like three episodes that it would be really fucking funny if they were musicals? <laughs> like They had to go through the entire episode breaking into song about really messed up things happening. Like, is there something is there something funny about that? Or is it like that stupid Janet? Shut up. Well, that's the thing with all of these episodes and like the ones we do live at our live shows are not the most heinous. Yeah. Um, They are like wildlife is silly. You know, big boys in it, hyenas, tigers, a monkey comes out of a basketball. Like (laughs) that is fun. But there is a dead woman up top. For sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I... um. But yeah, wildlife. And I think like, I'm just twisted. So I think like the one where the guy gets his balls cut off and then put into an ice bucket at the hotel. Um, what, I mean, he is a pedophile and he deserved it. And I think yeah. just like a whole thing about like balls would be funny. Like a whole <laughs> okay. like ball musical. Oh, uh, you really, really indulged me on that. Thank you. But I'm not going to put, I'm, that's not your last category. So don't worry. And then... The other one that would be a great musical. You know what? I'll I'll pick the ones with Ludacris in them just because Ludacris great. would be in there it. There you go. And there you go. He would give us a lot to work with. Great, great. Okay, I not I did not write. Any I of want that down. Luda that to write me. a song about me too. That was Shit. for me. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what about? I I've never had this. The, I've never thought of this category before. Some of these I've done once or twice. Some of them I like to do every time because I just love the answers. But I'm so curious if this speaks to you at all. But like, is there anything you would like to be on the inside of, even as like an invisible fly on the wall? That's like, I'm on the inside of this thing, like this world or this group of people. Or this secret, like I know I'm on the inside of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. I would say okay. Illuminati immediately, like right. um, world powers, like the banking, like anything where I would actually know why we need everything to be the worst. Um, yeah. So the insides of conflict and money and whatever, the world, world secrets. Right. I think Illuminati yeah. is all encompassing for that. No, for sure it is. That's perfect. Okay, phew. Um what would I want to know everything about inside? Be inside. I want to know the true, like, nature of celebrities that, per- like, uh, come off as nice. So, like, yeah, yep. But I don't know what that is. Like, yeah, because I don't want to be a creep. Like, being a fly on the wall of someone's dressing room is, like, weird. Yeah. Maybe it is just that you have this, it's almost like a psychic ability to sort of sense the actual aura of someone in a weird way. Like that you could sort of look at someone and be like, I know what kind of person you are. Like no matter what, like, you know what I mean? Like specific to people who maybe come off a one way that you get to go like, I'm just going to shine my little detector on this person. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, I'm going to say okay, the, I'm going to say the Catholic Church. Great. 
I would like to get to the bottom of that and I agree. dissolve all of their assets and feed Great. the world. Great. Um, so I'd love to know that. I want to know all the land they own and what is on yeah. that land. <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. Oil rigs in California that are across the street from schools, playgrounds, and homes. But yeah. Ah, let's see. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at my cookie jar and I would love to be in the Simpsons writer rooms. Oh, yeah. In the, in the, in the mid seasons. Right. Yeah. So, like the golden, golden years. Oh, yeah. But from, I go later than most people. But yes. Okay. Let's say from like Your four, four to 10. Years. Four to 10. I'd like to know the secrets of the Simpsons writers room. Great. Damn, that was fucking hard, dude. That was a hard one. That was You really showed up for that one. Thank you for (laughs) thank you for that. Um, okay. All right. Give me a word that describe that helps describe that Brad Pitt cover. Whatever word comes to mind. Hot? Yep. Great. Okay. All right. I'm using hot. Um, I would love for you to tell people where they can find you, what they should check out, how to support you, all of that good stuff for a moment while I come up with your 100% guaranteed MASH alternate universe future. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So I have a podcast with my friend Caro called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. And we talk about an episode of Law & Order SVU and then the true crime it's based on. And we can't wait to get back to interviewing people from the episodes since the strike is over, so that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I do stand up. My Instagram is glitter cheese. My TikTok's Lisa Traeger, and I have dates. Um, I'm gonna be next in 2024. I'm announcing those soon, but I'll, I'll be doing stuff. I'm always on tour. I'm always doing dates. Always at the clubs. Always performing. Um, so just check out my social media. I guess. Beautiful. That's perfect. And that's messed up is live, too. So you can come see us um, there as well. If you'd like to see me, um, I have a special from 2018 working on that hour. Got to get it out. But I have a half hour special on Netflix called The Degenerates. I'm also in a TV show called Survival of the Thickest, which is on Netflix as well. And it's nice to be able to talk about it because of the strike. We weren't able to talk about it. Yeah, no doubt. Since it came out. So I guess What's, those what, are all the I don't know if I've heard of Survival of the Thickest. Will you tell me what it is? Yes. Now, you, Mich- now we can. Yeah, it's Michelle Buteau's um, yeah. show. It's based on her book. And um, she plays a like a fashion stylist who wants to like make it. Um, she catches her boyfriend cheating on her. She has to like change everything up. It's about love. It's really rom-com vibe. And I love play um, her roommate. Love it. Okay, this is great. I don't know shit about shit, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And then I, got to ask I just about thought of it. another secret one, but I don't need to know the ins and outs. But I, I should have said Bravo. I would like to know. Ah, I want to know what Andy Cohen fucking knows. But I think very, it's more important if I was funny. able to have insight. It's probably good that it's the Catholic Church or Illuminati, so I can maybe make positive changes. Great. But, yeah, that's definitely a good juicy one. Okay, um, I. Oh, Lisa, I hope you feel as good about this as I do. Okay, I'm going to write it down um, so I remember ooh, it. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, God, where do I even start? All right. First of all, I want to... All right, here's the thing. I don't know which came first. I don't know if 
Taylor Swift heard Lady Gaga's song about you, and that's why you and Taylor and are, are and Tay are working on something together, or if the fact that you are working on something together and there's a lot of anticipation around that caused Lady Gaga to be like, "I'm going to write a song about this genius." But either way, you have both of those things happening. Wow. So that's wow. a lot of like pretty amazing energy happening around the song music world um honestly this is like i take this as truth now like i'm gonna be like you guys you don't even know what's gonna happen it is truth i it it, i don't know how else to say it It is truth um you have a a beautiful house in palm springs that you can sort of just magically teleport to which is gonna be very handy when you're back in new york because you can just be in california um whenever you want you are a phenomenal basketball player love it (laughs) very happy about that phenomenal basketball skills uh you by the way can have endless amounts of mcconnell's ice cream whenever you want whatever flavor zero ramifications all good delicious and perfect um you also have uh access to the Simpsons era, your your golden years, uh, four to ten, a fly on the wall, get to just like be enjoying the brilliance that was happening there. But you know what? Sometimes those people can be real animals, but not animals like the ones you have when you jump into We Bought a Zoo whenever you want. You can hang out with those guys. Is that the worst intentional segue? I mean, that really was. I just shit the bed on that segue. No, I'm like so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And that just leaves us with the, um, you know, listen, if it's a chaste uh, long-term romance, if it's a sexual conquest, if it's uh, all of the above, I will tell you right now again, I do not find it disrespectful that you do have Barack Obama at your beck and call. (laughs) Yeah, former President Barack Obama. Oh my god, is your baby? Do with him what you will. Uh, this is phenomenal. Sorry, Michelle. Listen, in this alternate universe, I don't know. Maybe their paths never crossed. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's a multiverse. I don't know what's happening. Oh my god, cool. Yeah. So there's your mash. And thank wow. you for doing the podcast and being a tremendous badass. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I wish I didn't have to, like, jump out. To no, get out of here. Get out of here. To go to this blowout. Go to, go get your blowout. I'm going to go <laughs> right back to, like, the most tedious, like, writing a check for our insurance company. It's really not fun. I know. Uh, we so have thank um, you for the distraction. our podcast network holiday party tonight. And then I leave town. I've just been getting I've been getting blowouts lately. Listen, it's what I need to do. Great. Do my it. hair is curly and I need blowouts. Take it. Enjoy it. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember one We could save kittens from trees Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.